Oh no, this is 1962 hard. Oh, okay. So this, so is, this a, is a remake. remake. That one's pretty good. It's like this weird. Yeah, it's like he does these dolly movements that all go to the left for like the first like 40 minutes, and then he fucking switches it oh, at the weird. end. It's like crazy. <laughs> it's really pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Hmm. Sounds cool. Hoop dreams. <laughs> is on I here. can't wait to we watch it again. Watch. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch uh-huh. that one. Hour of the Wolf. Ooh, I really want to see Hour of the Wolf, though. Is that the Ingmar Bergman one? Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. That's his, like, one, quote, horror film. See, and then it has stuff like Hunger. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's kind of crazy, like, the diversity of fucking Filmstruck. Because it's mostly that's why it went under, because it didn't have, like, uh, direction or something. All right, no, I mean, it went under because they were, like, we're killing all non-profitable assets. But, um... But why wasn't I wonder it profitable, if it's because profitable. it's not profitable because it's so just like about everything, you know? I don't know. I think that has to do with it. I mean, a lot of it's old. I think a lot of people nowadays just don't care about old movies. So right. sad. I think old people, old people like have their old movies that they watch on DVD or maybe Blu-ray or VHS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Taped VHS. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pretty much just like. Which is unfortunate, because a lot of these movies, even if you're not, like, a fucking film head, are still, like, good movies to watch. Right. Just because they're old doesn't mean they're bad, you know? Which only is... those fucking hipsters, only only those guys watch them. <laughs> <laughs> film bros, man. It, film bros. Film bros. It, it's, it's also, like, they're competing with so much new shit that's out here. That's all, yeah, you know? exactly. Like, there's so much stuff that you can watch. That's good compared to like uh, a while ago. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, uh, yeah. like in the 80s, like it was just like there's not a lot of good stuff. In the 90s, you know, 2000s. But like now, this is like the golden age of of cinema again. Totally. You know? in, in yeah. like how much stuff there is. It's the golden um, age of television, really, too. Not too, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially but TV. But it's weird because like, I feel like people are blending... They're blending television and movies, you know, with Netflix and stuff. Oh, now. for sure, um, yeah. And, and with, uh, you know, Amazon and stuff. Uh, just, like, these longer-form movies that are still, like, TV, but they're they're still, like, they have the essence of cinema. Yeah. You know, and they, they don't have the strict schedules that broadcast television has to fight for. Right. Or the strict times. So they're, they are inherently more like movies, I, I think, than, uh, than television. Yeah, no, definitely. It's yeah, yeah it's kind of cool that we're doing our podcast like right during this time too. You know, <laughs> we don't really touch on those though. I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe we. It's the hard part is that like even like a season in a show, even though it's like one arc. Yeah, it's still like a lot to consume. Yeah, you, know? like, you really have to really sit down and actually, and then and then even enjoying it too. Like, are you gonna enjoy it? Because there's a lot of crap out there. Like. <laughs> We're in kind of this, quote, golden age, but really, let's... I mean, if you were to list all the shows that are a part of this golden age that people really like, there's only, like, less than ten, probably, or about ten. Other than that, like, a lot of Netflix's library is garbage. And just, well, like, Well, yeah, filler. but that you could say that about the golden age of, of cinema in, like, the 70s or whatever the other... Whatever period the other age was. Like, I feel like there was also a lot of, like trash that came out of those times too 
right? I think, I, I mean, no, I'm, for sure. I think there's a lot of films. Theoretically speaking. Like, in the 50s, that was kind of like a golden age period of for a lot of countries. So, like, I think there was a lot of garbage coming out. Um, but it seems like there was at least more overall content coming out in that period than now, where it's like, oh, Game of Thrones, Westworld, I don't know, Daredevil, Ozark. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Bra- I'm even breaking, running out of Breaking fu- Bad. Breaking Bad, yeah. And that show's over now, so, like, yeah. I'm even running out of shit to even, like, you know, bring up. Like, I mean, there's, like, like House of Cards is on its last season, and that's still a pretty big show. It know? was. It was pretty big um, for a little bit, you know, but then it kind of like Outlander is pretty big. Uh, but that's yeah, the downside like that of new, those. Uh, what? But, uh, pr- not Protector. Bla- um, Bodyguard. Oh, yeah. That's a big show. And it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's weird because like, there's so many. And then, like I don't know, because like, Vikings is pretty big. There's a lot of people that like Vikings. Oh, yeah, Vikings um, looks yeah. okay. Uh, Black, Black Sails was a big deal. Homeland. Yeah, Black Sails. Homeland was a pretty big thing. The Americans was a big thing. But see, a lot of those like overstay their welcome, too, which is yeah. what people don't realize about shows is that, I mean, look at Orange is the New Black. Like, oh, my God. It started out super <laughs> strong, and Every, then just like... Yeah, and everybody was just raving about that show exactly. for the Exactly, and then now time. it's like, well, now it's like, I think it's renewed, like, or I think it's done. Mm. Or close to done. It's it's kind of like the Halloween movies, like, in a way. <laughs> like, it's just like, you know, Halloween 10 or Jason X. It's just like, why are they making these? Oh, totally. Still? It's exactly that. I think we get it sooner Which, and I feel faster, like with, though. Oh, yeah. And with, with, like, movies, I feel like it's... I think it's easier to to say, like... Why the f- hell did they make that? Because they had to go through all the effort to like start making it. Totally, you, you know, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. But TV shows, it's like, hey, do we keep the train running? Like, do we throw more coals on the fire, or are do we think we're gonna? Do you think it, this train is worth stopping? But like making movies, like you're building the train too. You know what I mean? <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? And then more often than not, I feel like TV shows are like, they'll stoke that fire until the train just goes completely off the rails and then crashes. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll coast. Like, they'll that, totally yeah. coast like that, until it... That's what was so good about Breaking Bad and like Mad Men is that they cut it off like at the perfect time. You yeah, know what I mean? Breaking Bad was designed to end after yeah. a very yeah. specific point in time. Um, and Which I, I feel yeah. like you have to have a lot of pull as a, as a uh, TV show, as a showrunner. Yeah. To do that That's, like you have to have a lot of artistic pull or totally you have to have it in the contract or you have to be a big name yeah. in order to do something like that because like even like big time showrunners like the the network they just you know they're looking out for the bottom line so if you're like hey i don't want to do this they're gonna find someone else probably oh to totally yeah. yeah exactly and like, I, I mean they they totally want like the artistic intent there for sure like it's not like they hate art because they're like in the art business but um but yeah i I mean they gotta they have a show to run (laughs) you know totally absolutely it's weird because like like even like house of cards you know the the kevin spacey shit came out right Mm -hmm. and like they got like he's the main character of the show (laughs) like and it didn't hadn't ended yet so like what are they how are they going to do that but they knew that the fan like they couldn't just not make 
the la- like a last portion. They have to do something. So they have to do something. So they they made it work and they like, have a last season without Kevin Spacey and it's supposed to be really good. Well, they quote unquote made it work. Yeah. But, I mean, so I'm kind of curious. I'm like, I'm like watching them all now <laughs> trying to get to the last season because I'm curious how they, just like how they got, took Kevin Spacey out of uh, all the money in the world. Like how, like how like filmmakers, how, how filmmakers are going to make, make it work. And David Fincher you know, is one of the executive producers on House of Cards, and he's directed like like four episodes or something like that. So he, like, I want I want to know how he dealt with it. You know, like, right? He's probably not working on that show much anymore, though. I think it's yeah. probably just a, a name, kind of like yeah. seeing J.J. Yeah. Abrams on Lost. You know, yeah. like maybe he started right. the show, but really it was Lindelof that kept that thing going. Yeah, same yeah. with like Martin Scorsese with Boardwalk Empire. And exactly. Stuff, yeah. It's like they kickstart it with their with their style yeah. and then let everyone else just do it and then they just pick up residual yeah for sure fucking royalties yeah. you know like right. jody foster curious, directed, uh an episode or two and stuff like she got some pretty interesting people that are directed episodes it in it so it's like that's cool i'm kind of you know i don't know it's kind of cool it's because one of the shows yeah. with some of the best cinematography too which is yeah. unfortunate yeah. too that it got wrapped up in something that's stupid like what spacey did so yeah um, it, it is interesting how, like, even though a show like, um, fuck, what's the name of the show? What's the name of the Kevin Spacey? House oh, of Cards. House, House of Cards. House of Cards. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, it, it's funny how even a show like House of Cards, even though it's it's not like trying to meet a time, right? Because that's just a Netflix show, right? That's not on broadcast television. No, and or it, was, is it, on broadcast? it was the first Netflix show, I believe. Oh, it was the first It was Netflix the original, show. like the first ever original. First one. So like it's, wow. they paved the way, you know? Like, yeah, it really did. They, they, t- they totally did. But it's interesting how they have their star go away and there's still this expectation to like continue the show, but there's not a time limit like there is with broadcast. You know, because right. like you, you see it in like the office or something. You have Jenna Fisher gets pregnant. Suddenly, that's just like, well, wait. Now we got to write her pregnant. You like in the yeah in the show. So like she's pregnant for like a season, and then they have a baby, and that becomes like part of the whole like premise of some of the episodes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But House of Cards, you have Kevin Spacey leaving. They're they can really go any way they want as long as it fits in the book of the show uh yeah and the time limit is gone so it's like how do you like do you push that back a little bit do you wait for the kevin spacey stuff to cool down which i don't think that will ever cool down and <laughs> no. he made his <laughs> yeah. bed yeah um and um <laughs> made someone's bed but oh, it, like given the circumstance like is it a cool down thing you know uh so for it's, sure it's weird how they decide those things I think it's there is a bit of a time limit, though, in that they're expected to put out content, you know, on a fairly on like a yearly that's a, basis. That's a good point. Yeah. I think they did push it back a little bit, but it wasn't like a huge weight, you know. Yeah, but it like, was like let's just get is this doing out that too, and get ahead of it, you know, like not not in the same way that they're not they're like nothing happened with that show. It just. That he just decided to take longer between each season to write, right? Because he was also <laughs> writing a book and like fucking movie and stuff yeah. like that's so like he had right. shit going on um yeah that's a good point they, but it is i mean how much of the, i wonder how much of that is like a self-imposed thing like 
a self-imposed expectation of like, oh, well, House of Cards was what it was, so we yeah. have to put something out. But yeah. it's like, how much of that is like you just projecting how like yeah. you have to put something out? Like, just kill it. Maybe just kill the show. Because it kind of ended in like a cool Netflix, spot. I feel like they wanted to make a statement. So, like, this last season is like a statement against... I could see that. Kevin Spacey. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Almost in the same way that all the money in the world, uh, which I think is a way more ambitious and impressive statement. <laughs> uh, just given that they already shot all of Kevin Spacey's yeah. parts. And, um, but, but yeah, I think, I think as a statement, I think that's fine. But it's also one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, like we, we hate rape. It's just like, well, yeah, no shit. Like who, like who? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's like this I a can, really soft statement. Can, like it's like a really that. easy thing to just yeah. say. Absolutely. That everyone but, and then like with. Robin Wright took over as the lead, and right. she she I mean she really was kind of like on par with Kevin Spacey in the show. It's not like she really took over because she really was. They started like, to write her as a way bigger part. Right. Yeah. I mean, she already was a huge part. So, like, it kind of fits, and it kind of fits in the Me Too thing now right. that she's kind of, like, the woman that started, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, they made it, it seems like they've made it work really well. Right. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, <laughs> so, 15 minutes later, <laughs> this is the Back to Back Films podcast where we cover the things you never knew you want to know about movies. I'm your host, Keith. This is Byron. Jacob. <laughs> and this is Suspiria Week, although we haven't really talked about Suspiria yet. Um, probably one of the, the, the best weeks of this show since we started it. <laughs> um, two of, uh, well, one movie that's obviously in my top ten, and then one that I was looking forward to since I heard about it. Um, so our first film is Suspiria, released in 1977. An American newcomer to a prestigious German ballet academy comes to realize that the school is a front for something sinister amid a series of grisly murders. Uh, Suspiria was written by Daria Argento and Daria Nicolotti and directed by Argento. Stars Jessica Harper, Stef- uh, Stefania Cassini, Barbara Magnolia, Flavio Bucci, and Miguel Bose. Udo Kier is in there too. Udo Kier. Udo Kier, he's the doctor. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty small... Oh, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, right, yeah that's right, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Um, the second film is Suspiria, released in 2018. A darkness swirls at the center of a world-renowned dance uh, company, one that will engulf the artistic director, an ambitious young dancer, and a grieving psychotherapist. Some will succumb to the nightmare. Others will finally wake up. This Suspiria is written by David... Uh, Kaganich, Kaganich. It's uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty sure it's like it's Eastern European or something. And it was directed by Luca Guadagnino. Uh, it stars Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, Doris Hick, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, Angela Winkler, Mia Goff, and Malgorzata Bela. Um, oddly enough, I didn't have any. I don't know what to talk about with this which is weird um although it's such a great week i just i didn't know i just i've talked about the original suspiria before a little bit um because obviously like i said it popped up on my top 10 um it's one of those movies kind of similar to like possession trash humpers um stuff like that where like when i watched it i was like whoa 
like you this is what you can do with movies like what what is happening right now right um so it was you know, one of those I got, sorts of things i got just just to help you with this i, I got killer clowns from outer space vibes from suspiria <laughs> I don't, really? I don't know. I don't know what to say about really? that. Well, Byron had a interesting. I mean, a good idea where when we did, what, the fuck? Uh, what was that? Was a Halloween? What was the one before that? It was Trash Humpers, where we kicked off the episode with the round table. Kind of helped foster some discussion. So, I wonder if it's should we try that? Should we do it again? And just like kick yeah. it off with some opinion. I, I don't understand yeah, because I, like I don't idea. understand that either. So <laughs> killer clap. I'm legit curious oh, now. What the hell about this? How do you even combine those two? Well, that's well, what we're about know, to I find th- out. I think. Yeah, I think I could explain it, but uh, maybe we should wait for the roundtable. Because <laughs> you guys know I love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Killer Clowns was great, but I don't see I don't see the t- the two connecting in any way. But um, yeah. But this also, it was funny, too, because we were very curious about what you were going to think about the first Suspiria, because it has it's a lot of issues. There's no doubt. Like, there's a lot going on yeah. that's bad about it. So, um, I think that's where the, the killer clown thing for me comes from, is like okay. the, the dubbing and the um, things that like, well, that's not blood and like all that kind of <laughs> jankiness of it. I think that is where the the killer clown stuff came from. Obviously, like killer clowns like is way more goofy <laughs> and it's not a like it doesn't have the same score, but like just right. production uh value that they're uh, on the same level. I yeah. Think. Uh okay. Maybe, maybe not. I think maybe. I think I think Suspiria has a higher production value just because like it has like it's set in that whole like you know, huge yeah. fucking Suspiria building. Yeah, has it. a lot of production value. Yeah, and it's got like all yeah, the like, corridors and stuff going yeah. on. You know, like yeah. Lot, no, yeah. you're you're right. I think it's I think it's really I think it just comes down to the to the dubbing and the just, yeah a, a couple <laughs> kind of the, a couple other things. I so think Italian made, though, it's so funny because all of those movies are like that where they yeah, all have really yeah, terrible exactly, dubbing. Yeah. Um, exactly. Okay, so let's start with Byron. Let's just do it. Oh fuck. Um, I have a feeling that you like the the new one more, actually, okay. especially after Halloween week, where I completely <laughs> missed the mark on both you guys. Um, I think you like the new one. Uh, long, slow, dark, moody, um, brutal. Yeah. Um female actresses like <laughs> i mean female yeah. actresses is redundant yeah. but um but uh, yeah i think it, it's modern you really like you stick to that that stuff so i think i yeah. think the editing dude the editing was incredible yeah actually yeah i really gotta it say really well it didn't seem like two and a half hours well it did have its pacing no. issues but there were yeah. some like there's a lot of cross-cutting and like the dream stuff was yeah. kind of crazy so yeah. um yeah, I think it's the new one. I think you like the new one more. Okay. Uh, fuck. I think you also like the new one. Okay. More. I know you like the original, um, but... I think you like the original. I, I couldn't really tell you why, though. I'm honestly, I'm so 50-50. I'm just picking the new one because i can't really decide for you so i'm just gonna guess the new one (laughs) 
All right. I'm going to get some water while you say that, too. Fuck, I don't know. It's tough because I think the issue that I have with picking is Suspiria, the original one, has been with me for so long that it doesn't surprise me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... I've seen it so much... And I'm always kind of in awe of it, but it, but I'm not like, I know what I'm getting myself into, you know, where it was that initial first couple times when I watched it, where it was like really special, you know, and it was, right. it was like I was watching something I'd never seen before, which was exactly that, you know, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing, you know, like what he does with the colors and just even Everything. the plot really isn't mm-hmm. that, you know, it's pretty thin plot, you know, and like totally. some of it doesn't really make sense and but there's like weird characters, you know, and, and just, and I just kind of like the feeling that it gave me. And I mean, I've, I've been watching that movie since like 2006 or seven. So like, I've been with it for over a decade, you know? So it's hard for me to say if I like the new one better, but in a way I feel like at this point right now, today, I would probably watch the new one more mm-hmm. you know because i've 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 been with the old one you know it's kind of like yeah. it's terrible this it's like but that if you were to do a comparison of like a girlfriend you know like oh yeah i've been i've been with this girl for 10 years and then i had an affair with this with this girl this new girl and she's like a little younger and you know it's new i think i'd rather go see her now it, that's kind of how i feel about it you know what i mean i feel like i'm cheating <laughs> you know what I mean? Because because the original one is like a classic. It's a cult classic. It's like it really like it really changed like how I look at movies. Is kind of like how Keith you know feels yeah, about it. Like totally. So it's hard for me to say that I like it less than I like the new one. But I have to say today I'm just more interested in the new one and what it's trying to do. Does that make sense? I think, yeah. It's yeah like, like being so in like a modern what you're saying mood. is give it 10 years after the new one has lost its youth. Yeah. And you'll, you'll come crawling back to the, <laughs> the old hag that is Suspiria Jeez. 1977. <laughs> Damn. Old I mean, hag. I mean, like. I, Hater over I mean, here. It's. it's <laughs> I'm I'm not only such a loyal person. I I am a loyal person, so it's kind of hard to. It's it's kind of hard. It's to, not showing. It's kind right of. I know. <laughs> I kind of feel like an asshole. But I'm just I just I'm curious with what like Luca Guadagnino is trying to do and say, within a much longer time frame with his film. And there's just more fat to chew on with this film than yeah. the original. And because I've not at the bone of the original one for so long it's kind of good to sink my teeth in like flesh right now does that make sense yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so like i think that's i can't really say that i like it more i'm just more into the the new one right now. it just fits kind of your mood at the moment yeah yeah i don't know I, i'm kind of i kind of cheated I with that, that answer but i i mean suspiria i mean like it wasn't in my top 10 but it's got to be in my top 20 you know what i mean like it's it's a it's 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 a it's a close film to me, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah, I don't absolutely. know. So it's that's tough, but <laughs> kind of a long winded answer there. I mean that's fair though. That's yeah. fair. But 
the point of all that was that I was right by saying, hey, it's a toss-up, probably the new one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I nailed it. <laughs> well, I think, I, think, I, think, I think Keith said the same thing pretty much. I mean, yeah, for a lot of the same reasons. I right, guess. right. I mean, and, like, some of my favorite movies are all, like, the older films. Like, I love 70 cinema. It's, like, what I watch probably the most out of any, like, decade of film would be probably right. from the 70s. So, I... It's hard. It's hard, but... Suspiria has the new one has so much of like 70s aesthetic in it anyway so that's kind of why I really liked it too like with the zoom the zooms and even the color palette just the way it was edited and just it felt more 70s I mean and it took place in the 70s so it had that aesthetic that I liked you know Um, so it's just kind of a combination of of all that that I just felt like Luca Guadagnino kind of brought all the aspects that I liked of 70s films mixed with the kind of the new look. Totally. And kind of made it, mm-hmm. you know, something different. You know, there isn't going to be a horror yeah. film like Suspiria coming out anytime soon. <laughs> oh, God, no. No way. Fair enough. All right. So he says the new one, but let, let the dust settle a little bit. Yeah, we'll see kind yeah, of how it goes type yeah. of thing. All right, we'll do me and then Jacob, even though I think Jacob, I have a feeling that I have a feeling you really did not like uh, the original one. Um, but anyway. What? You guys can pick for me. Uh, I'm going to say. The new one. I want to say, I want to say the original. I'm going to have to say the original just because I know that it's on your top 10. And but did they both make top ten? That's the real question. I know it's kind of. I feel like it's very similar to like what Blade Runner and Blade Runner Blade Runner twenty forty nine did for me too, where it was like, and and that's a, such a good comparison because like how do you compare one that was made so long ago that's such a classic and that influenced yeah. me so much, you know? And then like, but I still think I still think the first one, it, it, you you normally stick to your like convictions. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, so, true. I have a feeling that because you're, you're you're more like harsh than me when it comes to like picking like for me I can always find the light in films you know mm-hmm. whereas you like you're gonna be more like honest with yourself <laughs> so I feel like I feel like the original one is still your favorite but I still think you liked the new one um and you respected what he did with his vision because it wasn't like a remake. It was like, it was his take on the material right. from the first right. one. And I think you really respect that. But at the same time, you respect it, but you also question some of his um, choices, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Not overall, but like some of it, you know, you're, like, you're just like, hmm? you know? Uh, so that's yeah. kind of where I think you stand on it. Well, you know, Byron, as you were talking, I was like, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And then by the time you finished talking, I was like, well, you said everything that I was going to say. <laughs> like, I have nothing to add to that. So that is literally what my thought is on Suspiria for you, Keith. I think it's, you definitely like the old one. Uh, and I think that you like the new one too. But I think there, I think there's just a few things that bugged you about the new one. Um, what bugged uh, me? 
That's the real that's question. that's what I am not sure. I, uh, I, 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 I have I have like <laughs> I have like four things. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, name them, and, and I'll say if they're if they're true or not. I, like I was telling Keith earlier, I think Keith and I have very similar taste in what we like when it comes to horror and violence and like thrillers. I think that's why we like Refn so much, you know, like the, in Harmony Crane, like the way, the way, like there's just a lot of similarities. There are things that bothered me about the new Suspiria that I just was like, I was kind of really questioning myself. Like, do I like it? Should I like it? Maybe I do like it. Maybe I don't. And then I was like, Keith is probably going to be more, like I said earlier, opinionated on these matters. <laughs> but I think the frame rate during the uh, climactic blood bursting scene in the new one bothered the fuck out of you. And I think Tom York's music. Oh yeah. The, the, the ones, <laughs> yeah, the ones ra- with the radio the, head, the, the vocal, the vocal <laughs> songs. I think all the, mm-hmm. like the Volk song, the, the dance songs and stuff and the suspense music and everything. I think you didn't have any issue with probably really liked it, but I think like the radio head song, you yeah. know, like, uh, I'm radio head. So let me put in radio head yeah, because and, I have radio head. <laughs> and then like, and then I also think, uh, yeah, that one's totally true. Cause he responded to it. <laughs> I think some of, I think some of the, the effects might have bothered you too, like Mother, uh, uh, Mother, uh, fuck. The, um, I was having a hard time remembering the, which the, is the which chick too. that was all naked, the fat chick that I think had, that's like, Marcos, right? Marcos, Mother Marcos, uh, Mar- Mother Marcos. Um, yeah. uh, I, I think maybe some of like the effects didn't quite live up to what you wanted, like the blood, like it just didn't. Some of it was a little CG, and then I think. Like, I, I, I think, yeah, I think just so th- that's three things. I don't know. There's probably Fair another enough. thing in there. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean the original. Like, I really, I did, I did like the new one actually quite a bit, and I am desperately wanting to rewatch it because I, I just feel like, I just feel like I missed something. I don't know. There's something about it that I was like, man, I really just... I know there's something there. Um, I think rewatching it and knowing what's going to happen will help. I, I know exactly what it is, but I, we'll talk about it later, I think. It's kind of okay. something I want to bring up. Like yeah. you missed a plot thing, like a connection somewhere. Or something. I did go to the bathroom once in the middle of the, in part of the movie, but I got updated real quick. And it wasn't like a super crucial part. But I, I just feel like there's something... I know there's something I, about this movie that's there. I honestly don't think you missed it. But we can talk about this later. Let's do it. I don't think yeah. you missed it. I think it's just the way the film is. I think that's more um, And I think lines. it's intentional. Yeah. But but we can, talk, we can talk about it later. Um, I, second, I second Byron all right. with that. And I think I know what it is, too. Let's just, let's do it real quick, and then we can talk about it. We can actually just get more opinionated with this cool. one anyway, this episode anyway. Okay. Um... Yeah, the the first so you, one you like the original. Yeah, the fir- the original. I mean, I mean, it's just it just rocked my world, dude. Like <laughs> yeah. it just just grabbed me by the head and just threw me around. It just it just is like that. So, uh, but I, but I do really appreciate the fact that they did not redo it. Yeah, I didn't want the same movie at all. So right. I'm glad that it wasn't, um, and I'm glad they expanded on some stuff. Um, definitely, the music nailed it. Um, 
the cheese ball vocals during the climax scene was so was so dumb. Yeah. Like, I just <laughs> give me some goblin score, dude. Do a pull a Halloween and just redo, just bring that score back in. Like, don't be afraid to do it. Um, because Blade Runner twenty forty nine did that too. They brought in Vangelis. Vange- they brought in Tears in the Rain from the original just, song just, and they redid it, do it. But it's like a revamped version. <laughs> you gotta and do it. It fit so well. Yeah. There's you. You can't have Suspiria not have the classic fucking Goblin yeah. score to it. So it, it's interesting because a lot of those other movies, like they're made by these kind of like huge fans of the of those like uh, franchises or other films, you know. Um, but. Uh, it, it it seems like this movie really took its uh, like took it further like no I'm actually just gonna do this my way mm-hmm. as if as if almost like the other one hadn't ever really existed you, uh, or yeah. maybe it was a book or something before or a stage play and they're like no we're just gonna do like my own thing almost like like if Kubrick re- was gonna redo it he would do it like hi- in his own way entirely totally yeah you know exactly I mean? yeah felt exactly. like that so it felt like it, it, I I I'm with your idea. Of including it, but I it seems like this was like totally going this weird other direction, you know. And it's it's interesting. There was Definitely enough. There was enough. Call. Uh, there was enough of the same stuff in this new one from the old one, though. That like you could have added it and been could have had it been in there. Fine. At some point, at some point, mm. they could have played it, even if it was right. for the credits. I mean, just having like that score is so that song is so good. To not have it anywhere at all is kind of is just kind of a weird decision. But I didn't make the movie, I guess. Um, I I didn't. Mind, I'd like to make the show though. Like I didn't mind like the Radiohead like kind of song at the beginning. They're, they're, during yeah, that, during the credits, like, that yeah, was that's, okay. That's fine. Yeah, like the yeah. song is cool. I, I I've actually listened to that song on the way back home from my parents' house back to Bellingham after I watched the film. I just had the soundtrack play on in my car, mm-hmm. um, and. I, I was like, okay, actually, I dig the song as a song. I didn't really care for it in the spot that it was placed other than the credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The song is good, but I think you're onto something. I think it would have been, like, really powerful, especially for the fans of the original, if they did, like, not a remix, but, like, a they put... The, like, if Tom York took the melody of the original... Right. And, and made it his own, in a way, and put it in that sequence, would have been fucking awesome. That's what I think. I, th- I think it was, like... Even if they slowed it down or something, you know what I mean? But if right, it had... Right. Just had s- that in there, it would have just... It's, it definitely, at least to me, stunk a little bit, like, I'm Tom York. I'm from Radiohead. I know what I'm... I can compose a movie. <laughs> which is of so, course. Which, which is funny, too, because, like, Johnny Greenwood, who's also from Radiohead, he scored, like, There Will Be Blood, The Master, Inherent Vice. Those um, don't stink of, like, and, your and, own shit, yeah, though. And, you know and, what and, I mean? And he, like, and those, yeah, and those are so different because he doesn't use his vocals. He just does his weird, eclectic There's stuff. There's something about it where it's yeah, like, and you just Tom love York, the smell of your own shit. And that's the so. thing, is how York put his, vo- his own voice in there, and it's kind of like... I don't know. I, I don't. I did. Re, I, I watched an interview with Tom York about the music, and then with Luca Guadagnino about the music. And I feel like Luca Guadagnino is such a Radiohead fanboy that he wanted the voice in there. Of course he did. So I he mean, that's probably, why it's there. He probably put. It, it might not even been Tom York's like decision. You know what I mean? Like maybe not. I, but who Fair knows? Enough. You Fair know. Enough. I mean, we don't know who made the decision. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it was that, a poor was decision, my, I think. But that was my f- feeling 
Byron watching this was like, oh, I feel like this is like the director really loves Radiohead. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that was all I, it was like, well, that stinks that he likes it that much. That it's, <laughs> it feels like it's kind of hurting the movie a little bit. It but really undercut the forgive, climax. I can scene. forgive that. You know? I, I, I feel like, I feel like Luca Guadagnino, if he didn't want that in there, he would have been like, hey, I love this song. Let's just cut your vocals out of it. Because you can make an instrumental track. You can easily... Because yeah. they, they recorded it separate anyway. So it's like they could have yeah. just had the music playing without his voice, but he definitely wanted the voice in there. That's why it's there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah. Fair enough. Either way, the decision was, was not the... It was not the right one. Not the correct decision. <laughs> um, let's, we're we're going to take your Oscar away, Luca Guadagni. No, I'm, just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, wrap... So we're, for, we're actually 40 minutes into this episode, surprisingly. We're doing so great. let's... Let's do Jacob <laughs> real quick, and then we'll get into... We'll, let's talk about it more, because I am curious. Um, but I do think, Jacob, you the new one... Um, I'd be very surprised if you liked the old one. I know... I'm sure there's parts of it that had <laughs> that had some redeeming qualities, but if you came out and were like, yeah, I, I didn't mind it or whatever, like, I'd be surprised. Um, That's funny. It just does not strike me as your movie, so... Sure. It's got to be the... It's like how Halloween, you just like didn't like the original. It, it just it reminds me of that. I, I feel that same like essence from it. So. Right. Um, it's got to be the new one. I feel like it's probably the new one solely because it's Dakota Johnson and you have a big thing for Dakota Johnson and she's a redhead in it. So I think you're like... It's like exotic to you. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? It's like exotic. I just pulled that out of my ass. Uh, well, your wife isn't a redhead, so obviously it's exotic. So obviously, have you seen a redhead before? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm kidding. They're like, they're small they're like creatures in the wild. <laughs> I'm partially kidding on that, but I think <laughs> partial. <laughs> I think I think maybe I think maybe. So what is an Asian then? If a redhead is exotic, what is Asian? Well, yeah, like? he had his his Asian kick there for a while. That's so, like a straight up alien. That's yeah. a fucking Martian. Uh, so, so um, no, I think I think you you really do like. Dakota Johnson as like an actress and stuff, and I think she, I think she really did knock this out of the park. Um, uh, she did do a good job as she did in Luke Guadagnino's other film, A Bigger Splash. Um. Uh. The 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 old one though, I I think you can see why Keith and I like it, but I think it's just not your cup of tea. But I do think you like it better than Halloween, the original Halloween. No um, way. I, th- I think he did because... I'm going to disagree I with that. I think he did because of the, like, the, col- the, of just, like, how more, like, unique and original it all is. And also just, like, the idea of, like, um, these group of women in, like, this dance academy is just kind of a... It's just kind of a cool... I, I don't know. I, I think you just maybe probably appreciated like the setting of mm-hmm. this more than just like you know Illinois or whatever. <laughs> you know, like um, right? Uh, yeah, S- Midtown, uh, nothing special, right. America, right? Yeah. Um, right, lay it on us. 
yeah you you guys are you guys are both right it, it is the new one and i actually all of your reasons are pretty spot on um the first suspiria is just not really my cup of tea and you know <laughs> frankly the new one isn't really my cup of tea either but i thought it was really well done and really well made and i thought that it was like really good um even though i don't really i might watch it again so i guess that says something about me because there 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 are some really interesting edits in there there's some really good performances dakota johnson i thought was really great and they they're actually dancing which is cool because the original one they're not actually dancing or they do but it's like they don't do like a performance right yeah well it's like bad dancing it's like bad like (laughs) uh, like people like who maybe they dance they practice dancing for like three days and then they put them on screen like it it just feels so like stiff and fake yeah um which really in essence, that's kind of how the original Suspiria felt to me. It felt kind of just stiff and fake. And I think that's just because it's old and <coughs> it didn't have like, it, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't, I just don't really get it. Like I, I get, I think I, I get why other people like it. I get the colors, I get the set design, I get the performances to an extent, but I, I mean, it's just like so old. So like, and it like feels <laughs> so old. Um, so I just like I have a hard time understanding why you guys, Keith and Byron, like it um, when you guys grew up in my generation uh, versus people like who are older. Maybe you guys had mentors who explained it to you well, like why it's good. Um, but I just like never had that so i just like i honestly like just don't really get what makes it great outside of the the colors and the i mean and and the music like if if there are two things but like for me like you need more than just good colors and good music for a film to be good and i feel like the new one really was uh better on all fronts even though the music wasn't as good as the original (laughs) You, you know uh, and sure. I think it would have been cool if they had more colors in the new one, but I was fine with the kind of desaturated look. I thought it was interesting that they went that direction with it. Um, so they picked them and went for it. So I was cool with that. Did they bring her back I, as part of it? The uh, Jessica Harper. Yeah, did. Yeah, she's in the new one. That's what I thought. She's right? she's Anka. She's the the. <laughs> she is yeah, Anka. Yeah. Fuck, that's right. Yeah. I was like, I thought she did come back for it. Um, she is Alka. Fuck. So that's crazy, Jacob. I guess to answer your question real quick, or not even a question, but you said like you don't, you didn't, you don't understand like what, like maybe Keith yeah, and I, I'm, um, uh, like it so much, even though we're like you're saying, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like I, but I, I, I honestly I can, I can, like don't get it. Uh, so I, I'll tell you straight up, like for me, because I grew up on. 40s or 30s 40s right, and 50s you grew films up on that shit yeah, when that i grew sense. when i grew up or when i finally saw like suspiria it was made like 20 years you know after what i was i normally watched right as a right. kid so it was like more new to me than what i was used to even though it's still old huh and like there's yeah, makes there's sense. no other movie in the 60s and 50s and 40s and 30s that that 
that looked like Suspiria. So to me, when right. I saw it, I was like, holy shit. I mean, yeah, I had seen a lot of new movies too, but but like fundamentally, it just so right. not like anything that I had seen before or after. You know what I mean? Like it just, um, so that's, that's, that's like the what, easy what answer. What specifically I guess for me. about it was it like the the music and the and the co- the use of color? It was like the lighting like, design. Yeah, for me it was the lighting design because there's no real reason why the walls are green and pink. It's just there for the mood of the viewer. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't make sense in the world of the film. Like right. you don't walk into a building and there's like green and pink lights there unless it's like a club or you know what I mean like yeah but this it's there to set up just it's basically there for the viewer to get a certain feeling out of feel and that kind of just was like this is so when I saw that I was like this is so fucking cool because it was actually more similar to me to like an old black and white film noir because they're doing the same thing with shadows like those shadows are non-existent in real life a lot of them you know the way the right. can the lights are set up when you when an actress just walks into a shadow and you only see her eyes like you you don't encounter that in real life that often but in the movie it's there so that the viewer gets a certain emotion or a feeling out of it and when i saw that in color i was like holy shit this is fucking really it it blew my mind you know what i mean like it, right. so i think that's why um Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So like it, it, it was just this like huge film with with its kind of lighting design and 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 how it um just how it how it used that design to uh, it, it like paved the way yeah. for for future uh, movies to like use this technique basically. Yeah, and also just that ending sequence in the corridor. You know, with she pulls that the needle thing with the you know the yeah yeah the jeweled on top yeah whatever the it. fuck that thing's called it's like a it's like a knife of it's like a knife thing um, thing yeah like that whole <sighs> sequence and stuff where it's not like there's no dialogue it's all just like her roaming through these corridors and you know what i mean like and just how she how he was able to create like a a, a, a whole sequence just through light music and like tension it was so cool yeah. i like hmm. i mean i thought I can mirror a lot of that what you said too and like I think when I saw it too I was searching for it in a way I was searching for something like it I was searching for like something that was so different that would help me understand what I was looking for and it kind of was that lens yeah. um, when I I pulled up my top 10 from that episode and uh part of it too is that it represents like just that maverick it's fucking argento was just a maverick dude he was just like <laughs> yeah. fuck you fuck it all this is horror this is the horror i want to make and right. this is what you get and it was just like throwing caution to the wind yeah. and just making something that is so unique yeah um, regardless, I mean, it just felt like I don't give a shit. Like what you think of me, this is horror, you know. Yeah, and right, combined, just boldly uh, making the film, you know. Yeah, he's, he's making a very bold movie. It was a super bold movie, and yeah, I think just the score got me so sucked in from the beginning, and the weirdness of it, the fact that it does, it is, it is shallow. I have no 
qualms saying that it is a shallow movie um with you know the plot is barely there <laughs> um the way it kind of plays out is kind of dumb uh, you know, you, you kind of expect more, uh, more confrontation or something. It's definitely but, tropic now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But it just, yeah, totally. It just the combination of it because it, it does work within his world that he makes. Just the way it just he makes his world, and then somehow when he plays shit out in his own world, it just works. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's yeah. like insane right. to me that you can have it, and then. I, I'm beginning to realize that I really like witches as like a as a horror thing, dude. I think there's right. a lot of uh, territory to explore with it. Um, you know, you can go a lot of different directions and a lot of ways to present that. And I think it's just a really interesting, yeah. interesting thing to do. Um, combined with, like you said, it's just it's the color, the the uh, like the mix. You know, you go from this weird bright pink hotel to blues and greens yeah. in rooms and like this red hallway yeah the red and these dance studios that are entirely different than that and like you know uh, towards the climax when you're in that room in i guess it'd be Mar- is it marcos's room or whatever in the original i can't remember but like when she goes to kill like the head yeah woman or whatever it's like that blue room and like <laughs> mm-hmm. dude yeah. that fucking part when her like friend comes out and is like had the throat cut and she just comes out of like the darkness and just like <laughs> yeah like that shit was fucking sweet and just like there's just she had, like the pins in her eyes too yeah, yeah exactly this is, like, like this in crazy the horror to it and like it just it just was like a horror that I wanted to see that f- I finally saw and was like holy shit right. like I can take that parts of it because I don't want to I mean I would love to do a Suspiria TV show but yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I would like to take parts of that movie and and apply it to things like you know just it's so it's the grandeur of it. I mean the weirdness yeah. of the way that they present the set. Mm. Like when they walk into the academy, and you can clearly tell that it's like they built like one wall of what's supposed to be like this academy. <laughs> yeah. So they shoot against like this weird sitcommy wall, yeah. and it's like lit yeah. weird where like the whole set is like high key. Yeah, for some reason you you get the sense that it's artificial. Yeah, but yet just so... you see the outside, which is very real, and the outside is crazy too right. because it reminds yeah. me of the magician, kind yeah, of. Yeah, and like it, it just it's so weird, dude. There, it's so, so weird. Yeah, there is. I feel like it's all like on purpose. It definitely is on which purpose. Which is so yeah. cool. <laughs> like, which is and it just it it, <laughs> it did feel like a like a play. A lot of uh, yeah, in, in a lot of. In in its like lighting design and its stage, it like general staginess totally. of the whole thing, uh, which which I thought was an interesting choice. I, th- I think it ties in For with the, the dance, like just you know, um, really well, uh, like the whole dance a- a- aesthetic of it all. Um, I think Dario Argento views dance differently than. Luca Quattino. <laughs> Which is why it's cool, um, though, because I like to have the contrast yeah. between the two. Like. I, and I think maybe that's another reason why I really like the new one, is I think my favorite aspect of the new one is the dance. Like, that was so cool to me. The like, dance is really... The contortionist dance scene and yeah, the actual just, dance performance, too. Like I, that The was, performance with the costumes great. and the makeup and just the setup of it, like, the build-up, and she's like... That lady's holding the mirror up to to um, 
uh, Dakota Johnson, and she's she's like, they have to see you from the far, you know, or whatever. And she's like, painting her face. And I'm just like, I just love green room shit like that. Like I love Black Swan, all the drama that happens in the in the you know in the Neon Demon too, and even the the TV show Flesh and Bone. Like I love yeah ballet i don't know why i just love ballet films like you're, you're set in that world there's just something there that's like mysterious to me but it's like ancient too because like not really ancient but like ballet's been a, a big thing for so long that it, it there's like there's like a myth to it and with the witches it just seems so witches perfect cool, it just yeah. seems like such a perfect thing to combine the mythology of witches to combine with right. like this kind of ballet mythos thing which you know like the ballerina if you like look into like ballerina and and has a kind of a very similar history to that of an actress and that of prostitutes and how prostitutes are in a way actors and 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 how this all ties in with like how men view women or viewed Mm -hmm. women for such a long time and how luca guadagnino was able to tap into that from what dario gento was kind of like used but he didn't i don't think dario argento was was interested in exploring it in his film at all but he he knew the archetypes yeah and then luca guadagnino took those with the writer and really tried to explore that and i really really like that how and how he did this whole thing through dance because like the film to me was kind of like this exploration of like like a woman's like body in both like mm-hmm. spirit yeah. and in the physical aspect of it. Cause you see the physical contortions and like, you know, joints and, and, and you, and you hear them, but then you also get everything from the inside. You get urine, you know, you get blood, you know, mm-hmm. Dakota Johnson's heart, like it's actually like this, like vagina mouth, you know, Kinda, at the yeah, end. And yeah. it's like, she's the mother of size, I think. Right. Like, <sighs> or no, She's Suspirium, Suspiriorum. Yeah, she's the mother of size. That's size, right? I'm not sure. I think so. So like, I, so it's just like it kind of all like worked. It, it just was like I just really liked that, and you know, he did it predominantly through like dance. I, it was so cool. That was my yeah my favorite part. I I I like that stuff too. Like I, I like I like how he like used dance like in the film. Uh, as part of like um like the the story you know or like how it like informed the characters informed the 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 plot and the right. setting and everything and it was actually like in the film and i thought that was really cool uh and that's what i was like missing from the old one uh yeah because yeah. it was like i i um, i kind of expected there to be more dancing in the, in the old one honestly uh just cuz it is like an older film but uh no, i, I want to yeah. harken back to to something that you were talking about, which was that you like like ballet yeah. uh, films, and I, I think that's really interesting, and I I do too. And I my uh, something that just dawned on me that I probably read somewhere is that I, I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that like we're both not allowed to be in a green room for a ballet, you mm, know, like mm. like do like I guess you could have dude green rooms or like ballets for men and women or whatever, but they have separate rooms for those things. But I'm just like interested in films that are, that are based in places where I'm not allowed to be, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like yeah. space or <laughs> micro, on a micro macro level or, it, you know, the women's green room at a ballet. Like that's like, 
I, you know, like I can never ever experience that in my life. So like seeing it in a film is like the perfect place to, to be for it. Yeah. You, you know, cause that's the only way you can actually be in there to like it's see what that's like. voyeuristic almost. It is voyeuristic. Yeah. yeah like it I, is voyeuristic, but it doesn't have to be, you know, no, like it doesn't no. have, it, it's not like it, but it can voyeuristic, be. But. I, yeah. It, I think that's what film is though. Like film, you know, like. There's like fetishistic directors and voyeuristic director directors, you know. I I like both. I think it's interesting when when directors like fetishize like an actress or an actor or certain aspects of a film. But then I also really like it when directors like kind of peer into a world that you that isn't necessarily explored all the time. You know, you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. way they yeah. they film it. And I think Luca Guadagnino rides the line of doing both in this film, which is really cool because he's voyeuristic in that we're seeing kind of a world that, you know, we're looking into like this dance world, but also this witch world, you know? Um, But also he's like fetishizing, but not in a sexual way, like bodies and stuff. And he balanced it really well. I think it would be hard to, to, to do both because it'd be easier to just do one or the other. Um, yeah, and he used that '70s aesthetic with like zooms and the zooms, and stuff dude, that were so good. that were so good because yeah. if you were to do that in like a movie like Argo or something, it would feel dated. But it didn't feel dated to me at all in this film. You it's like know? the zooms in Killing yeah. of a Sacred Deer. Oh. Yeah, you know, like but like these were like the the quick snap zooms. You know, like that mm-hmm. that like actually Tarantino has used in a they couple of his snappy, films. Were they some of, some of them were. Oh, maybe I missed yeah. it. Um, but like I, yeah, it just I I just thought he he did that really really well. I don't know. Um, and Dario Argento surprisingly kept his whole like. There's nothing about that film technically, like the way camera movements are that like are dated like True, it's it's yeah. very it's it's actually very kind of traditionally shot in the in the yeah. in the sense of like camera movement and and stuff which was actually kind of kind of cool for for italian cinema of that time you know what i mean in that way of, of like of what he was doing like i think he i think his composition and stuff actually owes more like i think he's he's underappreciated in that sense you know i think he he's he's good at knowing where to place the camera uh and it works well for his film you know what i mean i don't know yeah for Um, sure and i think for me to just to kind of i guess bring another idea into why Spirit hit me too is like that taxi scene Right in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that scene, I mean, is kind of quintessential to, like, what I, th- like... Like, she's in there, and she's, like, drenched because she's been, like, in the storm, and she's had to deal with her bag and shit, and, like, trying to deal with the taxi. And the taxi guy's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she's, like, trying to, like, talk about, like, I need to go here. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? But then she's sitting there, and, like the fucking rain comes down in the car and then the red lights come in and it's like she's like bloody and then she's clean and like she's bloody again from that red light because the the way the the fucking like light reflects off of the raindrops on the car and just like that dude is like there's like foreshadowing there's tone 
there's like a beautiful shot because it's just a mixture of color like you know that she's about to just like go into like hell because of it like there's so much that's attached to that little bit of like the film and that like that to me kind of sums up a lot of like overall what that movie kind of made me think about yeah like when i was like holy Hmm. shit like i don't never like when i first saw that i was like i've never seen this but i'm like i'm so just like right i'm just the movie owned me it just grabbed me and was like you're my bitch for this hour and a half like yeah it's like it's like how they just to just to re say what you said is it more like how they did the traditional things like foreshadow foreshadowing and like like the technique of of the foreshadowing and and i think so how they presented this world like they're just the uh delivery of it i think so uh yeah yeah i just there's something i've i my own filmmaking there's two things that i have well one like two things i kind of begin to notice like one my films have lacked a certain tone like they don't they don't feel like they go any certain direction like um i i kind of wish i would have pushed something one way or another to really like push an emotion and then i really like world building and i feel like i've gotten kind of close to that where like I have these worlds where people exist in them, but I I, I want to go further with that. I like having this like this just universe that you just feel distinctly is this universe, and I respect a lot of directors who are able to like create a weird a world that's weird like that. Like especially ones where it's like it's kind of almost just slightly off too. Mm-hmm. Where like you know mm-hmm. you're like holy shit like I know I've been there, but like there's something about it that's just like a little bit tweaked out of out of proportion like i like those two aspects of it and like suspiria was like holy shit like here's this crazy weird world that doesn't make a lot of sense but somehow works you know and like the tone of it especially with just forcing this music into it on all these different places and like that that score is just like wow like right like you can you can do it like it's there he's doing it for you you can see that it's there to achieve like you know it felt like a little more tangible i guess in that regard um Hmm. but i think a lot like i think that was kind of in this new one too because like the world for the new film or the most recent one is very distinct and very interesting like yeah and it is bizarre um, and it almost and feels it, more more um, claustrophobic in that you feel more like stuck in that school. Yeah, you know, even though yeah. you go out of the school more, you still feel stuck there. Well, all the characters who go out of the school like find their way back. Yeah, every time without realizing it. So it, it's like uh, you know, it's like w- what you experience in like a nightmare where you like try to run away from a house and mm-hmm. there it is coming up right in front of you or like neo in the matrix uh, revolution you know when he tries to leave the train station and he just right. runs back up at the train station. and he gets stuck there right yeah. so okay when we were doing the round table you guys brought up some things um byron you said you wanted to talk about it i think jacob you said something too um, in regards. Oh yeah, what's the thing that you missed uh keith about the new one that you didn't Oh, yeah, that's understand? a good question. I don't know. I feel like, I just feel like there was something about the movie that I was like, I know there's something there, but what did I like? Yeah. What did I, I not get? Was it like a plot thing or was it like? No, I don't like think a, it was a plot a, thing. The a thematic plot, thing. It just. I think it's probably a thematic thing, right? It was a 
feeling thing. It was just like a gut reaction of like, like I know I can. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's just like one a, more step, and it's like, damn, there it is. I, There's just something there. I have, I have, I think I have the same feeling. I think that what you're going through, and I was thinking about it, um, quite a bit as I was listening to the soundtrack on my way home, and I. It, it actually kind of like what you were just talking about, how the the, the new one's setting is very um, different, too. You know what I mean? It takes place in 77, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the year the, the, the original film was made and, and stuff. But I, it, it's kind of a complicated answer or rant, or I don't know what I'm... <laughs> but, like, um, growing up, I was really interested in, like, the Palestinian cause... Um, and like terrorism and, and stuff like that. Like sure. I did, I found that, that seventies, like the, the, the 1972 Munich attacks and, um, Israeli, you know, the Mossad and all that stuff. And like, this is set in divided Berlin with Bader Meinhof, which are mentioned, you know, many times in this film, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but they were like a couple that were like these German, you know, revolutionaries that became terrorists yeah. that kind of started this whole thing. And they were connected with, with so many, you know, uh, terrorist cells because <laughs> they were all kind of connected, which they were kind of called like the Carlos complex, um, you're talking about what what became the RAF in the film? Yeah. That's what yeah. It, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um yeah, the Red Army faction I think is um and stuff. And so like it's all that's tied in thematically within the film. Like you have the divided witches, you have the witches that are for Marcos and then you have the witches that are for Blanc and then that kind of mirrors like East and West Berlin, mm-hmm. but also Berlin of like the revolutionary kind of aspect of Berlin and that kind of, you know, more traditional, like, feel bad about Nazi <laughs> Germany. Um, yeah. uh, Germ- uh, uh, Germany. But then you also have, like, Anka and um, Dr. Joseph. Joseph. Uh, yeah. In the film that kind of, like, at the end, kind of, like, represents, like, 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 guilt. Like, German's guilt. And, um, you know about you know about the holocaust and stuff like that and i think for me i missed certain aspects of some of that i got all the terrorist stuff like i understood the world that or the time that this was taking place because i i have like a whole bookshelf underneath here just terrorist stuff like it's all like mm-hmm. I, I was really interested in that stuff um so i understood that but I wasn't completely like the film doesn't give you these solid examples of it or like the about like the Nazi guilt and because the, like there's a reason the doctor is there in the film. But if you really think about his role in the film, they could have not had him in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's there's mm-hmm. a there's a there's such a re- there's such a reason for him to be there. I mean, he's just naked on the steps of at the you know yeah, the, the like climax, crying yeah. like a baby. Like right. 
he he doesn't like he's not he doesn't have a buildup besides that ending scene where you know they're talking about you know uh, Susie is telling her or telling him about like you don't you don't deserve to suffer from the guilt or something like that and like and that's during the epilogue and I feel like that epilogue is like key to the movie and but I felt like I need to watch it again to mm-hmm. not to understand it it's just I think Luca Guadagnino's intention for the film was like so I don't I don't know how to explain it but like I don't think you're missing anything I think it was intentional that he made a film that makes you want to kind of search and kind of like explore does that make sense it makes sense and i think like when i say i'm missing i feel i always i always miss something in movies in terms of like the plot or like why people are there or like the the subtext or something but i think what i mean is like it's less tangible than that it's like okay i don't think i missed something that he didn't purposely put in there i think i missed something like why am i not connecting to this movie there's there's yeah. so there's a blockage there where it's like i i, I maybe you know maybe I mean? these things are one and the same maybe it's that's, um, what, that's what i think it is maybe your blockage is that you like d- aren't a german from that time you know or or that you're a man and not a woman because i feel like there's definitely some like um like mom themes in here i think it's uh, both i think it's both for me for that of that yeah i think you're touching I, on that exactly right yeah, yeah. and I, I i think maybe that's like why because i i this happened to me too you know like i my my takeaway was just like I should watch this again and read about it in order to have a takeaway for this movie. You know, even though it's a well, I think it's a well-made movie. Cause but um, I I can't speak to um, whether or not it encompasses the a German guilt experience or not. I need someone else to tell me that. You know I, what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. so subtle. And I I also think like just the idea of. Susie becoming she's actually Mother Suspiria you know like she starts out you know like Mennonite you know like Susie growing up in Ohio always attracted to Berlin there's the, you know she's yeah, like drawing those it. lines yeah. over and yeah, over yeah. at on the right. map like she's always been attracted to this this space this part of the world for a reason mm-hmm. um and then there's all those like interesting flashes of like worms on a windowsill and her in the closets and the mother dying and like you know she is my sin and all these things that are so abstract that as a viewer you want to connect them together and like they don't make sense but they do make sense mm-hmm. like 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 we're all because they're next to each other right like they they have to make sense kind of like uh malik yeah like how malik exactly and like we're 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 like we're three intelligent watchers of film like we're not we're not you know what i mean like we're not (laughs) maybe one (laughs) we're not like thank you we're not like (laughs) (laughs) we're not like um we understand like how direct how different directors approach different films and, yeah. and 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 how to read different movies 
so it's not like we're dumb. We don't. It's not like we we don't understand what he's trying to do. I think his intention is putting those abstract thoughts. I don't know how to explain it, but they're like that for a reason, so that we don't completely um, can grasp it all. Because I, I don't know how Maybe. to describe that. Yeah. I, I, I just feel I like I'm know. missing it's, a connection it, to the film that I kind of want. I guess. Yeah. Same. Maybe. No. Same. I kind of yeah. wanted because, in a way, I have a closer connection to the original just because of how bare bones it is. Yeah. And so it's more of like kind of a nostalgia kind of connection to it, like a personal connection. Where this film, because it's saying so much. It's hard not to, it's not hard for me to relate to the film because I can understand what it's trying to say, but it's hard to get its personality. Does that make sense? Because like the original film it's so it, it's so its own thing that yeah. you understand its 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 personality in a way. And where's it on its where, sleeve? Yeah. Yeah, where this one you know where it's headed, like you you know what his intentions are, but the film itself doesn't have like this thing that like opens up to you and i kind of yeah. like that yeah I, I don't know how to like it's kind of it. it's like film. yeah cold or something like it's like coldly it's cold um, but it, at the same time it's it is, uh, it's also kind of like it's it's uplifting in a way because yeah she she like literally opens herself and becomes this this you know person like that shadow. she she truly always was um and you know her familiar shape walking around just fucking blowing <laughs> witches up and torsos yeah. and heads, which was yeah. fucking amazing like that all like makes sense to me but as it was unfolding i'm just kind of like he just, I don't know, he orchestrated that whole thing in just kind of a weird way. Because mm -hmm. there wasn't, like, a build-up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think, to me, that's kind of the biggest right. blockage. Is, like, yeah, I, I understood that she was meant to be Mother Suspiria, and, or Spirium and everything. And I understood her journey. I got the journey. But the right. build-up quite wasn't, it wasn't quite there and i kind of i don't know i don't need a build-up but I, it almost felt like they didn't hint at things correctly maybe right or didn't drop eggs where you might have hoped yeah like they would have played it out yeah. like the eggs that were dropped for like like you were expecting chicken eggs but you got goose eggs or something but you didn't realize they were goose until yeah, later i don't yeah. know how to explain right. that like <laughs> yeah or you get you like they drop an egg and when you get close you realize that it's like a plastic easter egg not like yeah yeah you right wanted to get it yeah 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 because you don't actually get like an omelet out of it you get just more eggs right. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you go to the restaurant and you order a scramble and they come out with an omelet it's like hey wait a second <laughs> I, for sure i don't know how to we explain could, we could go better, on with but... these egg uh this egg analogy we could do yeah. more um i mean you guys are. You guys might be right. It's hard to say. I, it's, yeah. I really just. I knew when I left the theater that I was like, I need to watch this again. Same, I, like, same. I feel like there's just something there, and I just, I just want to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, and I think just yeah. knowing kind of how it will play out will really help. Yeah. That understanding. Of I'm. It. I'm with um, that idea too. Like what? What I'm gonna do? 
with this film is is read a bunch of shit about it like read other people's thoughts on it read everything you know even this podcast just helped me like inform like my rewatch of the new suspiria um but uh, like do all that and then watch it again and then see what that next takeaway is because this Mm -hmm. to me this is the kind of movie where i want to do a bunch of searching and then watch it again for for a new light you know yeah absolutely definitely but uh even despite that though i did i did really like it um overall there was a lot to it especially like you know the the cool dancing and oh man i can tell you know i i remember when they were like oh he showed that one scene to the audience and they freaked out and obviously it was the contortion yeah scene um yeah it was awesome where they fucking she gets all fucked up and and then later, you know, they kind of go through. What I don't understand, though, I really don't, is why did they do the 24 FPS slow-mo, though? Like, it just seems so film schooly. like, oh, we forgot we wanted to do slow-mo. Shit, make it slow. And then you realize, wow, we can't slow it down 50% because it's going to be all jittery. And then they did, like, They're- this weird, like, shoulder cam, like, shoulder, you know what I mean? Like, shoulder-mounted... Um, handheld camera yeah like it just felt really weird it felt really technically weird i and loved it <laughs> really i loved yeah i thought it was, it was so, so dumb and like when I, he's like it just it was such a choice he's like you know? walking <laughs> and it's like 24 <laughs> fps slow-mo so it's like jitter and it just, yeah, just felt I love that. so goofy I, here's the thing here's the thing is um there are tools that you can use and none they're not some of them aren't amazing, but some of them are really good. And it, it's there to, to when you do that slow-mo, you can do a digital frame in there. And like, depending on what the movement is and how smooth your shot is, it's raw, pretty hard to tell that there's totally, yeah. a digital frame. Um, so I feel like, I mean, I'd have to see the shot again to, to guess whether or not it would, a digital frame would work. But I feel like these guys knew exactly what was coming out of the camera you know i feel like these are tests that they ran um and uh i i loved that look at the end that like low shutter speed yeah it's low like, shutter speed slow, for sure. like it was like i love how fucked up it looked and how dark it was like um, i have no doubt it felt the- so fitting for like the th- theatrics of the part because i was i was actually laughing during that scene because it was it seems so theatrical to me like with oh, all yeah. the blood it, it was like so it was excessive funny. it was yeah. actually it was amazing and then but doing that technique what with that was like this weird married marriage weird marriage of like this nightmarish look with theatrics and i thought that was really cool I God, I going. I literally have been thinking about this almost nonstop since I've seen it. That whole I, the idea of the low shutter speed and stuff. Like, I, there's a part of me that really liked it because it was not what I was expecting, and I do like respect the choice. And I also that cinematographer is a Thai film uh, cinematographer. He he did. Um, uh, he worked with uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the the Palm Door winning film uncle boon me recalls his past lives um that sounds it won the it won the best prize at Cannes, like in 2010 or something like that 
Um, you want me to take a whack at saying his name? I have it right it's here. It's like Apatong Westerall or something like that. So, with the cinematographer? <laughs> no, that's the director. So, that's the director. Sayambu Mukdiprum? Yeah, that's a cinem- and that's a cinematographer who worked with the Apatong Westerall or something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but he, his, his aesthetic, too, is going to be so different as a as a yeah someone who works in the realm of like supernatural thai films so i kind of like that he brought that to this movie because it's not he's not coming from a traditional italian cinematographer or anything you know it's like far out um so i like that at the same time what took me out was the red like filter they put on it because it didn't look like they lit the film red that it was literally a red filter and then i was like did they put the red filter on it because the mpaa were like we'd give this an nc-17 if you didn't if you don't put the red filter (laughs) on it that's 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 what i felt like because i was like i think yes a kill bill moment it was i think they kill bill it because all the all the all the blood coming out and stuff it was just black it looked black yeah because of the, the red filter right and then when it was like that you heard a click it was like a click and then it was not red anymore and oh, i didn't miss that and i was like fuck that's interesting i think they just did a fucking kill bill that might be which that it, bothered it was me. a slow kill bill too they like eased into the red in a i thought in a really interesting way uh, what, uh, would, when when yeah. it was turning red like that. But then it would cut during the red sequence to her and she's not red. Like it would cut to Susie with her heart thing going out and she's not in a red filter but then it'll cut back to the 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 people the, exploding. The, yeah. Exploding and I'm just like and it was red and so I'm just like so the gore scenes are red. So that tells me that there was like censoring involved. Yeah, like, that's a good that's, point. but I probably but I like that because it felt like that was like happening over there. Like all the red is like here, right. And it's and, not it's not impacting her. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. And I but and I, I get I, I get what you're saying. And I understood. I get that. what you're saying though. Like I could totally understood that. Like maybe it really was his intention to do it that way, but at, at a first viewing. I initially, because I was so looking forward to the bloody finale, because that's all I heard about, was that there, the finale was, like, super bloody. So I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah, man. I'm ready for this super bloody finale. And then I was like, but it's, like, a black and white movie. Because yeah. it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot of blood coming out, but it doesn't look like blood. It's just, like... And then some of the See, some, so... and some of the blood when Tilda Swinton gets her head or whatever like that was so yeah, CGI. Yeah. It was like Jesus CGI, and I was fuck. like, and it I just can't kinda, believe they did that. It took dude. me out. It took I me cannot out. believe they see that shot was so long for a blood splatter yeah. shot, and they fucking CGI and I, and parts it, of it. It took me like, out of that because I was like, just fucking drench Tilda Swinton in blood. <laughs> fuck it, dude. Yeah. And you like, couldn't tell? You couldn't tell? No, oh, I couldn't shit. tell. <laughs> no. Just, I it's, that's a trip that you say that, though. Because like, the red, to me, didn't bother me. It was the... The, the frame rate, or the shutter speed. It rate. felt like... It felt like the filmmakers knew how to shoot a film, but then later he was like, fuck, I wanted that to be slow-mo. Just make it slow-mo, <laughs> see, and we'll just deal with it. See, it didn't and seem, it just had that dumb, jittery... Because it didn't seem slow-mo to me. It seemed like shutter speed. It was slow though. It was. It was a little down. slow, I think. Yeah, it, it was, was slow. slowed but I, down. But it, but it, it yeah, was a mix. It was like a combination of both. Like for I sure. feel like he wanted this like shutter speed 
thing because there was one other part of the film and actually when they do the contortion part you could see yeah. that they mess with the shutter speed too and there's a couple other spots <clears throat> yeah. of the doctor where he's in kind of a weird low shutter speed right and yeah. so they screw with that and so like i knew i had a feeling that they did do it but he wanted it was like this like in the editing room shit we can't shoot anymore <laughs> obviously we can't redo the scene because it's so expensive and fucking and the cleanup was insane so like just slow it down and and he's like with the doctor he's just, like the doctor shot I, I know the doctor up. shot's good but like it just doesn't feel right can we slow it down and we'll just see what it looks like and then it got me all jittery and then it was just like okay just leave it like that yeah and it, it just felt like such a weird afterthought of like just fucking play it normal speed or something and don't don't do 24 frames and slow it down. It looks fucking stupid. Like, that's just a dumb, dumb <laughs> afterthought thing to do. Like The other thing that I... Shoot your slow-mo in a lot of frames. The other so you thing can slow I down. fucking love this. The other thing that <laughs> kind of took me out of the film, to be honest, was like Tilda Swinton as Mother Marcos. Because she plays three characters in the film. She plays Madame Blanc, she plays Mother Marcos, and she plays... Wait, she plays the fat? Yeah. She's the fat blob oh, thing too. Yeah, yeah. She's what? The, she's Mother Marcos wow. with the in the in. The, oh shit! Yeah. I didn't know that. And she she, is. she plays she plays Doctor. She plays the doctor. The, the, guy. the guy. Yeah. So the guy, I, I, you know, one, I knew going into the film that she was played him. So I just so you were like, yeah. So like, but you know, so then I talked to my brother because I didn't tell him that she was him so i said hey so what do you think about the uh the actor who played the doctor he did a pretty good job right and he's like yeah you know he's like but i feel like why he's like i feel like there's something weird with his his like jaw and chin in his mouth area he's like it's like they put prosthetics on an old man to make him look even older so why just why just that's cast, so funny he's like why just cast an older man because that's it's so like it looks like prosthetics and i'm like well dude actually you're kind of right they are prosthetics but it's actually tilda swinton the the lady who plays madame <laughs> blanc and he's like oh he's like i knew that there was something fucking going yeah. on so it, it, that's funny caitlin said the same thing she was like oh why is the voice weird and i was like oh yeah. i'll tell you after the movie's over but like yeah you did get like there's something about him that's like yeah i didn't know right. she was marcos though yeah that's just kind of trip cool. dude yeah i I was so surprised to find out that that was Tilda Swinton because I I didn't know I didn't I didn't follow that news I don't really follow entertainment <laughs> That's news so I'm awesome. not interested in the garbage that comes out of entertainment news but um, <laughs> but I did notice I was like the his walk was like kind of weird you know his walk and was his, amazing though I actually really liked his walk yeah <laughs> right but it was like it felt like it was like very much a choice and not like a natural <laughs> yeah gate you know and then also the vo- the voice too at the same time and in hindsight i feel really dumb not knowing that but like when i found it out my mind exploded and no, it just did awesome. again not as much that she was madam or that she was uh marcos um but that's still cool and i almost it's weird because like it doesn't like normally in a movie like this i would be like why have your actor play three characters but for some reason it just like works for it for me and i it's just like i don't really know why i am cool with it i don't know well uh, but you're not cool with it 
You, uh, you're, no, I'm you're okay like, with it. I'm okay with oh, it. Oh, it oh. just, it just, I, I just, I, it took me out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. About, uh, um, because I knew it, you know? But um, I was watching interviews with Tilda Swinton and Luca Guadagnino, and they were talking about doing a Suspiria remake 25 years ago when they first hmm. met each other. So this is a, like a, been a passion project of theirs for a long time that they've talked about. And oh, 25 years ago, that idea was still there. The doctor was going to be played by Tilda Swinton and she was going to play Mar- Mother Marcos and uh, Madame Blanc. Um, oh. uh, and because I guess Luca Guadagnino in his interviews said that those three characters are all connected to each other. In, yeah. In, 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 in a sense of like the three mothers. Kind yeah. Of. And yeah. so he, that was his reason. Um, and because Silda Swinton is like amazing, uh, he, he felt like yeah. she understood, she, she understood the connection. So why, why hire three different actors when she understands all three, you know, um, which is kind of cool. Um, that's interesting. Uh, but it is an interesting choice and it sucks that it got l- released or that it came out that she was the doctor because the right. intention was that no one would ever have known. And th- th- the intention also was that Luca Guadagnino would have hired the guy who plays the doctor, possibly in other films of his. So Tilda Swinton would just get in makeup oh, and, 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 and play <laughs> him again, just a different actor or just a different character, but as the same actor. Oh, interesting. Which yeah. is really cool. Um, I guess That's what happened, like I think, was can- photos cannibal were Holocaust released. shit right there. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, like some photo of of Tilda Swinton in like a makeup chair or something came out, and then it kind of. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate when yeah, you sucks. get spoiled by stuff that that. Because I'm not, I don't really usually care about spoilers, but that's one of those ones where it does add kind of an interesting little level. Yeah. To the whole journey of the film, as opposed to just like ruining the ending. Um, yeah, but that's interesting. That it's it's it hard making a film like that now, like yeah. having that idea. I feel like you can only really do it if you're willing to spend millions of dollars, you know, protecting your content, like like Marvel or like like right. Christopher Nolan does. You know, you really are very restricted if you're going to do stuff like that. Absolutely, that's why you avoid ent- entertainment news. Heard it here. <laughs> Don't read. Don't it. even I, bother. Actually, with I didn't it. read very much about Suspiria before I saw it. So, per, kind of on purpose because I I wanted to be just fully immersed in it all um, when I saw it. So, yeah. but just I didn't watch know that the going films. in. But it didn't ruin it. What's that? Just watch. Just watch the films. Don't read the news. Just watch the movies. Yeah, it's a waste of time. I'm bad about that. I'm bad about that. But uh, yeah, I think I think that was just that was my main thing i did like the way they changed a lot of stuff though i like how they went deeper you know they took yeah. they took the story the original story and just added some depth to certain scenes and and removed things that were kind of pointless like in the original one there was that dude that she kind of like starts to like that eye a little bit yeah. yeah and then they took that out of the new one which i would think was a good change like it didn't really need him yeah. you know and they just shortened things and, and extended things like the beginning you know when they kind of have her wandering around the office and she's fucking tripping out and like you know just that's just a nice 
it was nice it was nice the way they they kind of did things um i i like the change that they that you like know that you're like in with the witches on this mm-hmm. one because in the original one you're not in with the witches right like you i think you can be like after you see it you can like oh look the, but it, then it's like a guessing game you know but right. here it's like 40 minutes into the movie you know that they're bad and that they're serving a and that they're thing. witches like, yeah like, and that they're witches like they're having a conversation about it in the coffee shop and there's even that scene with the guards where they're playing with his little you know penis you know and that was like <laughs> That was, like, such a cool uh, moment. My brother uh, says that that took him out of the movie, though. Because he's like, he's like, if I was Susie and I was creeping through the rooms and saw that, that would give me a red flag. Like, what the fuck is going on? But then <laughs> but she, she is, is she's in on it. She's kind That's of in thing. on it, yeah. The whole movie, yeah. she comes into the, the school knowing. Yeah. I think. I, I she, think- she knows who she is. And is just playing everyone. I think, I think she she knows. I don't, I don't think she knows. I, I think she kind of knows, but she's there to I think reaffirm. She knows, dude. I, because I because then all of a sudden when she's having that dialogue with Tilda Swinton in their minds, yeah, and they're not talking, and you're like, oh, she's one of them. Like, she knew. Yeah. Like you, yeah. Like you. So and it's like oh, like I, I think she knew, but I think she was also there to reaffirm it because. I mean, she was confident in her audition. That's what I, I mean. At the same time, I felt like there might have... Her relief of getting in was so, like, genuine that it was almost like, well, maybe she did have her doubts a little bit. Maybe. I, I, felt, like, I felt like she was, like, a genius, like, kind of like like a savant who, like, doesn't realize he's a savant. Right. I you know, that's what... Yeah. I, like I, I thought she was like this master, or she's like this witch who like doesn't realize her potential, because and then the, she like suddenly it just like unlocks, you know, yeah, at, the, at the at the end. Because the nightmares so still, still bothered like, her, acting on it, and that nightmares bother her still. Yeah, because I, I don't feel think, like it's like this weird inner thing that like just needs to unlock or something. Because if she fully knew, I think the nightmare she would have known that the nightmares are the witches fucking with her or whatever. Um, right, and right. I don't think it would have bothered her. I think you know what I mean. I, I don't. I don't know, but I think that could just be Luca Guadagnino like toying with us, kind of giving us like. But the thing you is, know is I mean? that like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of liken liken it to sort of like uh, psychopathy, like being a mm-hmm. psychopath. Like you're willing to put yourself into a lot oh, of di- situations that may be extreme because you mentally understand that you need you can go you right. need to and can go through it, and you like. You'll know that right. the, you'll make it to the other side. Yeah. So in this case, just letting her like part of blending in is letting them witches all think that they can manipulate her. Yeah. In reality, when she shows up, she's like, "Bitch, I'm fucking." Yeah, you can't Ethereum. manipulate me. I can manipulate like, you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make the dream stop for you. And she didn't really care. Yeah. Yeah. Like she just kind of knew. Like I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Up until the movie was over, and I was like, "Oh, that bitch!" Oh, I see, she, I see. she walked in like, I, "I'm Suspiria." Like, she might not have known she was Suspiria. That's what I mean. I don't think she knew she, she was knew Suspiria. She was like, "I'm walking into this knowing that I'm about to take over everything." I think she right. I think she knew that she was going to be a part of like the coven or whatever. I don't know if she knew she was going to be Suspiria, Suspiria, or whatever. But she but knew she, she knew, was going to be up there. Like, yeah, she knew she, she was like top dog yeah i think she i think she definitely knew that she that was where she belonged you know what i mean um without a doubt for sure and i liked how dakota johnson plays that 
she plays it with like a lot yeah. of confidence and this kind of like interesting smugness but she does it you know i don't know how she did it but like there's that scene during the dance sequence that main dance sequence and mia goth comes in after she's been her legs been yeah fucked up and she comes in and they just look at each other for a brief second like during the dance sequence and the look that dakota johnson gives her is almost like this stare down that's just like it just says a lot without giving anything away. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when you look about it, when you look at it later, you're like, "Oh shit, she was glaring at her so fucking hard." Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she knew, and there was no concern because, like, you, yeah. you know, yeah. th- there was no concern. Like, oh, where have you been? You know, it was just like this glare of just like, you know, your time is about to, yeah. <laughs> about to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> but, I am the one. Right. Your intestines are going to about to just be fucking <laughs> completely ripped out of yeah. you. you know the the fact that tilda swinton is those other three characters and her madame role like she like obviously knew that like that this lady was special you know she knew dakota johnson was a special person totally uh obviously but like her counterpart the um the old you know fat thing job of the hut looking thing the job of the hut job job of the marcos hut um (laughs) uh was like totally in to just do the ritual still you know and then the old guy was um totally like had no idea about witches or anything like that and it's weird how there's like these three different uh entities that are like the three different they're they're like the, the the three different aspects of Suspirium or like uh, uh, like where you can how you can see Suspirium. Uh, yeah. Sus, is that am I saying that right? Suspir Suspirium is that? Sus- Are you Sus- talking about the yeah. witch Suspirium? Yeah, Suspiriorum Suspiriorum. or something. Suspiriorum. Well, yeah, whatever. I think it's like Suspirium. Um, yeah. I feel like there's more to like unpack there, like with how just the fact that Tilda's playing those three characters and, and they're all playing pivotal roles in this ritual. Um, and that they all have different perspectives and, and outcomes from, uh, from the Dakota Johnson's character. It's interesting. Very much so to me. And to I'm me reading, I'm reading this real quick. So there's a three mothers Wikipedia thing. And it says, Mater Suspiriorum, the mother of size, is the oldest and wisest. Her given name is Helena Marcos. So, in this film, Mother Marcos is Suspiriorum? She thought she was. She thought she was. She thought she was. But in the sort of, quote, lore, she is... It says that her given name is Helena Marcos, Suspiriorum's given name. And this is, I guess, prior to the movie. Interesting. I don't know how to. I gotta rewatch it to kind of. And, and the thing is, is that there's a trilogy. Yeah. There's the Mother, Argento of, trilogy. Mother of Tears. There's Suspiria, Inferno, and Mother of Tears is a trilogy that deal with each one of the witches. Suspiria is the best um, one, but the other ones are good. 
but Inferno is interesting. And I want to see them all to kind of tie that all in because I don't really understand that in terms of the new Suspiria with having it be like them as separate yeah. characters. Because even in the diary book, they're like four mothers. Like the three main and then the one who's like trying to be who's just like, oh, I am a mother. Yeah. Kind of self-proclaimed almost. And they're all in different um, cities. Like there's the one in Berlin. Is that just like what Marcos is in this movie? Like the one who was claiming to to be a mother? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's who she is. Yeah. Right? She's, She's basically, she seems like she was like, and they were trying to like, from what I gather, essentially siphon the youth to her, basically. Like, use Susie as, like, a means right. to siphon the, the Jeff uh, Jeff Bezos style. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> um, he, d- he does that. He does. He does. He's a fucking... He takes the... At a certain level of, of, of... men. Of young wealth, dudes. Yeah, you pretty much just siphon off people and suck them and put them into yourself. But, um... Uh, yeah, send us so, money, Jeff. We want your money. <laughs> so basically, like, Let's yeah, I, that's what I gathered. So, but that would make her a separate mother from Suspiriorum, who turns out to be Susie or whatever. Yeah, Susie Suspiriorum. Yeah. So, like, um, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta. I kind of. I wonder if they twisted that a little bit. The Lord to kind they of must have. Yeah. To play around more with that rivalry. Yeah. Between like Blanc and Marcos. I felt like maybe Blanc. Uh, oh shit! I don't know now. Because it was almost like they were trying to keep. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, rewatch it. Because to me, it felt like Marcos was like dying. And that they had to do the sacrifice and stuff to get her back. Yeah, exactly. And right. And I felt like any one of them could have become Mother Marcos. Like I felt mm, like maybe, yeah. I felt like Mother Marcos, like the one that we saw. Her 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 original name was some other witch long ago, but when but Mother Marcos is like the name, like kind of like the queen. You know what I mean? Like she. That's the name you inherit, kind of like Edward. Like Edward II really wasn't born Edward II. He was whatever his name was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then you take your other name once you become in the role of king or queen. That's what I kind of felt like Mother Marcos was, where like Madame Madame, Bl- or Madame Blanc or whatever was in the was could become Mother Marcos. I think I don't know though. That actually that makes sense. Um... I think that makes sense. I think she was like, it was like a Marcos was running it when she started to die. Blanc didn't want to bring her back. Yeah. She wanted, right. it was kind of a like, right. I'm going to supersede you as your sort of quote pupil. Yeah. Your time has come. While the other like, ones were kind of like, well, we need to keep her around. Right. And let's use Susie as the sacrifice. The best and then Susie shows up and is like, no, I'm actually better than you because I'm Suspiriorum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Right. Like, I am the true, quote, Marcos. I am the true third, one of the three mothers. Like, yeah. Right. That makes sense. It's, it's interesting how Dakota Johnson's uh, character realized that she was Marcos, like, when her mom uh, passes back in Ohio. You know, because it's like that scene happens, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm Suspiriorum." 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. you see her like in her house, you and she's like, like lifted up, like or Susie, right? She's like lifted up on the wall or whatever. Like, is is that her? I think that's her, right? Oh, maybe it is. I her. think it's Susie as a, as a child. Oh, as a kid, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, like, I was wondering uh, about that. So, like, weird things, you know. But then there's that shifting light too. That was kind of cool. Was, like the dancers, the, the dancers and stuff, yeah. which yeah. was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, and which kind of was her leading? Yeah. Yeah. But was, then there was like that witch. That's what I didn't understand either. Is that the one that she summons that starts to like, blow everyone's head off? I thought that was like. I think that's like I think that's Suspiriorum's like that's like dude like like it's not an avatar but like that's the essence that's yeah that's her maybe that's what it was I think that's kind of how I took it. I took it like that's that's her true form Susie's just the vessel that's kind of that kinda, that, that makes it's kind of what actually, I yeah. was how it was getting I think which I thought was fucking awesome because I wasn't expecting that. Right, yeah. she came out or whatever and just the way like I was like I want to see behind the scenes footage of just like how she looks <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet. because they were like oh we moved her and we put her right under the floor and they're like really you put her right there yeah like, yeah yeah but then that's how and then they do the cross cut of the hand yeah when she's Touching like the and she's ceiling. like yeah. yeah but I want to be on the ground yeah I don't want to jump I want to I feel yeah. like it's just more but then it's like that connection maybe yeah. that is maybe that's when there was like and then Susie becomes like more like okay i'm just yeah. gonna i am i'm now superior yeah. I'm, I'm gonna roll with it yeah. and then that's why she kind of like her and that thing become sort of one in that yeah. climax scene because well, like there's also like the obvious thing that i just thought of now Susie. Superior. i know you thought of that too yeah, <laughs> like, yeah i know i thought of that too um it's also it's interesting because because dancing uh just in in itself is a very expressive uh art form and and it, it and it's about like feeling things in the moment and like ha- and really going with your instinct and going with like what you think is um the right way to do it yeah you can do like performance dance you know where you you know you do all that stuff but like yeah. the modern dance that they're doing is just like this improvised like go with your gut thing and like i, I think you're right that bond that um that Susie has with the floor um and and with with the the her other self, like the other side of her coin, if you will, um, on the bottom. And, and just the fact that we're seeing that visual of dance uh, to, to kind of express that is is really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense, actually, in terms of maybe I'm a little wrong where that kind of her re, her realizing what's going on might be a little bit later on. I and think, after that connection is kind of made, you know, between them. I think, like, right. there's that line um, after the Olga sequence where she gets fucked up and all contorted and stuff, where, like, Tilda Swinton, you know, gives her, the touches her hands or whatever and her feet, and then she's able to, like, almost use Olga as, like, a marionette. You know she what I mean? Like, purpose, yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, that, the, that was my favorite. There's, like, the scene after that, scene that where, like, I feel they're talking she's you know tilda's like so while you were dancing like how did it how what did you feel you know and they're talking and she says uh if if it felt like how i imagine it would feel to fuck or something like that and then you're like wait is she like a virgin or whatever yeah that's right and then and then she's like like 
she said something and something like, oh, like fucking an animal. Yeah. And I thought that was very like. That was a weird, it weird was little so, it's like, exchange. Yeah, it, it just was like, I was like, whoa, what's going, like, I was really curious, like, that really stood out to me. Um, yeah. And I'm still trying to kind of think about what that means. Damn, I want to rewatch Be- this movie. Because, like, <laughs> because, like, I don't really get any animals other than, like, the thing of horses that you see in Ohio. Like, the horses that you... Oh, we would always cut back to these <laughs> yeah, horses. Yeah, those are the only things you know. You and, and I'm just like, what's oh, going, like, what, like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, well, have you uh, do you listen to that song by the Bloodhound Gang? You know, called Discovery Channel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I there's like other stuff going on that I want to watch the film to kind of get more of that. But it also maybe like Suspiriorum was like fucking her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just because, like, fucking with an like an animal is just gonna like fuck you and just take its own shit and be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like the guy, uh, the the in Game of Thrones, the uh, Jason, whatever his name is. Who's the Kyle Drogo? Kyle Drogo. You know, I, I like I, like what she thought he would do. You know? Yeah. Is like like definitely like this like tribal. Um, like sex, you know, where it's just like the man just gets what he wants and then, and then leaves. And I, I feel like that is like, um, the essence of that, you know, um, yeah. for like sure. What she means. Am I just way behind you guys? Or no, no, no. I, <laughs> no, I, no. I honestly I don't helping? really know what to make of that line because it came out of nowhere. So I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I have to rewatch it to really like, yeah, to, to gain like a. Because it did stand out to me too. I was like, "What the?" Like, yeah, because you think that you're initially like, "Wait, she's a virgin," and then you're like, "Oh no, wait, she's talking about like way more." Like, yeah, like no, this I mean, is further so like, along the line. It's more because you're like relentless. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like she's a virgin, but then you're like, "Well, I guess that could make sense because like she's so focused on just getting to Berlin and her dance." Like, she but probably, you don't know she's a virgin. It's just that no. she says like, "Yeah." But it's a fucking I feel like her yeah, being a virgin just, has nothing to do with this. No, no, no. I think no, it does no, though. I think it does though in a way because like that ties in with like witches mythology and shit. You know, it does. I don't think. Oh, okay, I think, that makes sense. I'm just saying my thought process was with the, she says her line. You're like, oh wait. <laughs> is she a virgin is that gonna come in and then yeah, you're i just like, feel like it's such a like like a 20 year old dude's like sitting around analyzing a movie and like she says fucking like an animal and our first our first thing is like is that we oh is she a virgin like that's our no, first no, instinct no, no. Not, and it's just like well maybe it, it's that but i no, think, it, she I think says, it's important for that but also you but go. no because her line i'm pretty sure was like she says that break where you're like, oh, she's like, oh, it was like fucking. And then she's like, like fucking. And then yeah. you're like, oh, is this, is this going to play into it? Where like purity or whatever, you have that like moment of like, yeah, almost like a cliche archetype. But it doesn't become And that. then she says, no, like fucking an animal. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Cause she's not, I don't think she was talking about being a virgin as like virgin, like human to human sex, like virgin as like having sex with like an animal yeah. i don't know it like, was like no it was just a moment where i was like where the, yeah. i think when they write it when they wrote it you're like oh it oh, was shit there's the archetype and then you're like oh wait yeah. no it's not and there was a pause and everything right. like it yeah. was made for that like kind of shock value to exactly. make you go like huh yeah. yeah you know like it definitely made you 
like I don't think it matters. Tune in. I no, don't think I, whether she is or not. I'm just saying that no. there was that like thought of like. No, I don't oh, think shit. it. I don't think it matters right. either because yeah, it's not of, touched oh. upon later. But well, maybe it is. I just need to watch it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, just as she was um, not touched upon before. <laughs> oh, God. Well, and then she opens up her oh vagina chest thing to her vagina chest. Let everything in. Um, yeah. But did yeah, you guys stay after the credits? No. Is there no, more? Oh, I'm pissed that I didn't. Wait, yeah, there's more? There's a little scene. There's a little teaser. Oh, thing After the credits. Oh, fuck. Um, what was it? It's just a single shot of her kind of like medium close up. And her, she's like reaching out and kind of like writing a symbol or something or drawing something and then she kind of looks at it and then walks away if you only see her face interesting on, yeah. on wikipedia it says that she um looks at it approvingly she looks at something approvingly unknown outside the academy but that's a huge inference because the shot you can't tell really where she is right huh so like it's it's like really, oh so it's not even outside the academy at all it's you just don't in a know. random spot you don't know where she is could it be the heart she's just outside the heart with the j and the a is it in an actual place i don't know it's literally all you see is a medium close-up of her face it's just kind of like in the background shallow depth of field yeah okay is she wearing her volk makeup (laughs) no she's just wearing what she's just basic her but the only thing is you see her arm she's like doing something off screen shit like the camera's kind is of she like playing tic-tac-toe on the Berlin yeah, wall probably that's probably what she's actually doing <laughs> but I'm just saying like that she, was the she scene and then the she walks X. away so you're kind of like yeah. well I don't know and some people are like well it's the same movement she did when she like uh, erased what's his name's memory and oh. whatever but oh. then I was like I don't really remember what she did to yeah do that she just kind of so, like, did it I don't know yeah. but there is there is another reason to watch the whole movie again yeah, there, and they did leave it open for like a sort quote sequel kind Interesting. of. Interesting. Right. Hit the other, Maybe they uh, might do a trilogy, again. a remake yeah. of the yeah. Inferno and shit. I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. Um, I thought the movie overall was really interesting. Glad we talked about it. Glad we watched it. Glad we did it. Glad you watched the original, even though it wasn't your thing. Um, yeah, just to kind of. I I, kinda, pref- I definitely I prefer. Um, I prefer Killer Clowns from Outer Space, for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, not even the same movie, but um, well, I like both, for sure. I like both. Um, cool. That was super long. That was two hours. So if we're going to fit in this pitch, we better end it right here. Let's um, pitch it up. So if you have any questions or opinions, go ahead and send an email to btbfilmspodcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, please take a small amount of time to rate and review it. Uh, wherever you listen because it helps others find us um also follow us on letterbox at jacob fultz byron goet g-o-u-e-t-t-e and hyperion creator for me um next week so next week we'll be doing the happy hour jacob will be gone because he's finally going on his honeymoon um and so byron and i will do whatever we end up doing talking about i don't know um suspiria more Suspiria, probably. <laughs> yeah, more Suspiria. You guys really will be drinking so I can rewatch it. shitty drinks, and I'll be drinking delicious cocktails that I already paid for cool. on the beach in Mexico. Sex on? Sex on? So. You're going to have a sex on the beach? I, I might uh, have a sex on the beach. Um, I forget what's in those. I don't know. Just, it's really I good. think just yeah. sperm and... and oh, God. 
<laughs> sand. That's <after>. sand. Seaweed. <laughs> sand. Seaweed. Seaweed. Semen. <laughs> yeah, topped with an umbrella for protection. Jesus. Oh God. Uh, I don't remember. What, it's like te- tequila or grenadine. It is or pretty good though. They're, they're pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah, they're good. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So after that, when we come back, all three of us. We, I guess we were going to do Filmstruck, but I don't know really know what to choose for Filmstruck, so I'll just pick the two movies since it's right around my birthday time, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I know sweet. I want one of them to be Blood Simple, which is on Filmstruck, so try to watch it before Filmstruck dies. Um, and I don't know what to do for the other one. I had a long... I had a list of, like, five movies, but now they're... That got deleted, so I don't know... <laughs> I think it was like Samsara was on there, M, um, Tenabre, the other Argento film. Oh, that, Tenabre's great. Uh, Possession might have been on there. I think I removed it, though. Anyway, I don't know, but I know <laughs> definitely want one of them to be at least Blood Simple, because uh, I really want to cool. watch that one, and then we'll figure out what the other one is, I guess, at some point. Um, so yeah, so uh, stick around after the break uh, for this week's Pitch Fest. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks. Right? Thank that you. was weird. Weird transition. <laughs> Still weird. figuring out how to transition into this. But anyway, stick around after the break. Welcome back to the Pitch Fest, where we each have 30 seconds to pitch a plot to a movie based on this week's topic, and we vote on who's his best. Uh, this week is all about Suspiria, uh, of which both films have fairly big kind of set pieces, um, especially the original, so our plots must feature big, elaborate set pieces. Is that correct? My that is both spot that? on. Okay. Uh, after reading that, again, I don't think mine really does that. My plot really does that, but uh, we'll see. It doesn't um, have an elaborate set piece. It has or its potential, but it doesn't. I just didn't like describe the set piece. I didn't really either on mine, but you could tell what my set piece would be. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, kind of same for me. I guess I do say what it is. My, mine's like a place. Okay. Well, we said know? we'd do forty-five seconds for this. In case we wanted to do the descriptions and stuff. I don't think either of any of us will need it, but I'll, we'll just do it anyway. Okay, cool. Yeah. The full 45. I'm using it. Um, I might need it too. So. so I think I go first cool. this time. So I'll let you Sweet. time that. So yeah, what's the, what's the title of yours? Um, which one survive with oh. which being W-I-T-C-H? Oh, cool. So Wait, which... do we have to do a... Never mind. No, does not have to be oh, witches. Okay. I just was on a... Kick. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. 
He's on a witch kick. He he's doing the witch thing like I'm doing the Asian thing, you know? What yeah, I'm kind of, pretty much. Asians yeah. are my witches. <laughs> yeah, you're a Pinkerton for witches. You're a witch Pinkerton. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, uh, and go. 200 years in the future, humans are forced to live in space and can only farm resources from planets during certain times of year. One day on the outside of their space station, they encounter a black tarry cocoon. At the same time, a crew is sent down to Earth, now a desolate wasteland to farm resources. The crew is forced off course into an ancient castle which has a stash of resources. Suspicious, they explore the halls of the castle, coming across various room, or across rooms of various grandeur. Back on the space station, the crew examines and eventually dissects the cocoon only to find a woman inside. At the same time, the Earth party is attacked by a coven of witches. The woman awakens and introduces a curse onto the station. Forced out into space and left on the Earth to die, each group is forced to confront pure horror in the most desolate places imaginable. Damn. Oh, damn. I needed that. <laughs> I noticed I was going slow. I was like, oh, shit. I better hurry up. Okay. Damn, that was a, that was a, yeah, there's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. So, which ones survive? Sweet. All right, Jacob. What is yours? Uh, uh, mine is called The Golden King. The Golden mm. King. Sweet. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. And go. 25,000 years ago, we see nomadic humans traversing from Siberia to America during the last ice age. Generations of nomads continue south, separating from and betraying one another. We follow a family that stays in Mesoamerica in a single long take, or uh, in Mesoamerica, in a single long take and a moving set, we follow the society over the course of 20,000 years with its growth, fall, and rebirth, eventually revealing themselves to be the Aztecs. One day in 1200 AD, a noble child is born known as the Golden King. We follow the Golden King as he grows up and takes over his tribe and builds up his kingdom and empire by going to war and pillaging gold, eventually building the legendary city of El Dorado. We end with the reveal that the Golden King never conquered or created anything, and most of the film has been... Oh, shit. (laughs) How much more did you have? I pretty much got there. Okay. I I don't think I needed that extra chunk. I think I could have cut it out, but that's okay. We'll, we'll have you finish it off after when we go back cool. around. All right. Uh, the Golden King. All right. Byron, what is yours? Mine is called Chatelaine, which basically means like fortress or palace or castle. Okay. okay. Nice. nice. Chatelaine? Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. And go. Grace Kelly, an Oscar-winning actress, became Princess of Monaco after marrying Prince Rainier III in 1956. From this marriage, she became Chatelaine of the Prince's Palace of Monaco, where she began restorations and redesigning sections for business. As she helped with all of this, it was also her place of residence. One day, she finds a secret corridor that leads to an old dungeon of sorts deep underground, and it is there that she finds a wooden statue of a ram's head. Weird things begin to happen to her, leading to her stroke and fatal car accident. Mm. So some real life, interesting real life stuff yeah. going on. <laughs> All right, um, ah, man, right back to me. Okay, <laughs> so the Golden King and Chatelaine. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna go with Jacobs. Woo. Because I would love to really what the what what is a single single shot the single take shot yeah. that you're doing that I think could not be pulled off, but I'd be very curious to see <laughs> what that would look That's like into the void. Try to pull it off 
as yeah, this like transitionary like, thing. It's like Enter the Void combined with like um, Spike Jones's like uh, Apple Home commercial. You know, mm, it's like okay. that kind of a kind of a thing. Okay, but like a single go through, but just like moving set that like transitions right. uh, over time would take a lot of hands, I think, or or machines. But it's cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah. And I do like the the large timeline shift kind of throughout. Kind of reminds me of Space Odyssey a little yeah. bit, how it jumps uh, yeah. really far ahead. So I'm gonna give it to you this week. Cool. So you Space Odyssey. Yeah. So you. Oh yeah. Um, what was the name of yours, Keith? Which ones survive? With which being W I T C H. Um. So I I really like both of these ideas. Um. I think I think they could both be really interesting movies. Um. But I'm gonna go with Byron's because um, I just I loved the um, um, I'm totally having a brain fart right here. <laughs> the Grace Kelly Grace stuff. Kelly. Uh, yeah, the Grace Kelly. Uh, uh, what I cannot for life for me remember what happens. After, after the Grace, the Grace Kelly, what, what was the main? There was something she, that she, stuck she, with me, and now it's when gone. Because when she's uh, Grace Kelly, you know, because she becomes uh, Princess of Monaco, she inherits this huge, like, palace that she really did live in. You know, this place right, in, right. in Monaco. Um, and, oh, and, that's what it was. And she really did like start redesigning it and um, made, right. made part of it for business and stuff. This, um, yeah. It, Right. I, okay. I remember what I was going to say. The um, elaborate set piece of this. Yeah. I think it's interesting that that was your setting and was your um, uh, uh, just like what the premise of the film was. It like the. It's almost like the set piece is the like the main uh, thing about the film, and I thought that I thought that would be a really interesting way to do the elaborate set piece. Like, so it's not elaborate in mine, where it's like an ambitious take. Right. It's more like elaborate in the finer details of of the of this palace because like all those palaces are so finely yeah um yeah built yeah um so i i like that you went that way with cool, it cool because uh, i think keith and i kind of went a similar direction with the elaborate set and i like that you went the art direction sweet, sweet. uh way yeah. for it contrasted so by I'm, this like, like dungeon where yeah shit see i was kind of going yeah, suspiria exactly. vibe too yeah. where i was like oh man i just like kind of was just it like felt very suspiria yeah <laughs> For sure. Okay, so one vote for Byron, one vote for Jacob. All right, Byron, <laughs> what is it? Don't don't uh, tie it up. Um, There's no need. No, yeah. Uh, we tied last week. <laughs> um, we did. I have to go with Jacobs. Nice. Because yeah. I am such a sucker for <laughs> El Dorado shit, and my passion project is an El Dorado project that I think I've told you guys about that my brother and I started writing. I think like so. years yeah. and years ago. I think you'd use it as a pitch. Oh, was yeah. that? And it's like, yeah, I did use one, oh. it, one of them. Part yeah, part of it as a pitch, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I, I just like that time period. I love Apocalypto, like the Aztec, you know, film yeah. and stuff. And it's like, so, and I and I really like those films that take place, like, in the prehistoric, like, not prehistoric, but, like, um, like I really like that the beginning section of 2001, A Space Odyssey, which was just yeah. cool. And then there's that other film by Ron, with Ron Perlman called... Um, forget the name of it um it's actually really good though it, it the whole film there's no talking in it. it's all grunts and stuff because they play like cavemen and it's mm. it's but it's done it's not cheesy it's like a, it's it's really well done um and it uh it's directed by the guy who did like um 
some awesome films but uh it kind of reminded me of that it has these aspects of like I, I just i just like that time period you know like yeah um, yeah you don't see it a lot in movies and when you do it's normally so done expensive. kind of like cheesy like 10,000 bc you know where it's yeah. not yeah. it's not like accurate so i feel like yours would be kind of a cool like just an epic film that we don't get in quest anymore. for fire quest right. for fire that's it Those yeah nice. which is such a simple plot because they're looking for a fire because mm-hmm. they lose their fire and it's but it it's just kind of cool it kind of reminded me of that um nice cool but anyway those type of epic movies just don't get made anymore so like co- big costume movies and stuff like that mm. so putting that modern twist of like one epic shot like gravity or Birdman, you know into this mm-hmm. kind of big thing um has like some commercial appeal i think that would be kind of fascinating to kind of look at so that was my my reason but i do like nice your idea is pretty dope too I'm dude i sure. felt i really I f- did not like this uh, <laughs> choice, Firstly, Spiria. I really, I felt like I, I had a really weak plot idea for this, and I'm disappointed in myself because I wanted to come in strong on this, <laughs> on this week in particular. Um, so I cannot believe that I won this Suspiria. I know that is That's so depressing uh, me a little bit. Do you guys <laughs> know? Do you guys even know anything about Suspiria? Like I don't think so. I don't think so. I am <laughs> quitting filmmaking. I'm dead inside a little bit yeah. right now. Yeah, so what was the last part? You guys both should. What was the last part of yours? Oh, um, so the the last part. So I'll just say the that last sentence again. I said uh, we end with the reveal that the Golden King never conquered or created anything, and most of the film has been his own fantasy. One that he had spread around to other tribes. Oh, God. I would not um, have voted for yours had I heard that last line. <laughs> Son so, of a so bitch. So it's like this <laughs> super real ah. super real movie. And then like it ends with like uh, kind of like the, the man who wasn't there sort of thing. I feel where, even like, grosser. Like this, yeah. <laughs> oh, like a dream ending. It's almost a dream oh, ending. Oh, no. I, like, I don't like that. Ugh. Wait, wait, wait. Say the ending again. <laughs> Oh, dude. The ending again? Yeah. We we end with the reveal that the Golden King never conquered or created anything, and most of the film has been his own fantasy, one that he had spread around to other tribes. Oh. Uh, this is like... That's okay. I, I don't mind that. No. I can't, that's interesting. It has to be done well, though. To give you the win on Suspiria Week, it would and be then well, have it end it. on that <laughs> stupid-ass note where it's all been a dream... <laughs> I feel well, it, gross. I gotta go not, take a shower, dude. But it's dude. not really a dream, though, right? Because it's kind of like a lie. No, it's not a dream. It's a lie that he's perpetuating it's to his people to rule his kingdom, right? Uh, right. It's kind of cool. Well, because, I mean, it, me. it harkens back to the El Dorado uh, not being a... It, it, it was a person... Or it was a story, then it became a person, and then people... It, then it became a kingdom and a city and then a, yeah. a empire that the conquistadors thought was like that was like their goal you know um so it, it's like <laughs> it's a hey, fine here's line the, here's the creation of this um thing and it was just started by this one uh, fucker okay that's that's the essence i'll bend it. a little bit to that one it's not as bad as a blatant dream you don't, you don't ending, need to bend because i already i already took what i needed <laughs> i know you did no need to you, bend over i feel like you timed that out so that you didn't actually say the end part and you just were like <laughs> I'm gonna slip this in later. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that the time ran right uh, now. Damn it! But <laughs> Jacob, in his first win in like win. 
seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Takes Suspiria winning on, Sus- winning on Suspiria I th- I th- and I, an unconfident I, vote I, from Keith. <laughs> I don't think he... I think... He, yeah, I think Jacob wasn't fucking around. I think he was like... Yeah. Like, I feel bad. I really wish I would have come in with something stronger. If I wasn't fucking I really around. do like my plot. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob was bringing it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Bring it, it, bring it on yeah. again. Full throttle. Charlie's Angels, too. <laughs> I like my plot, but I definitely think I could have done something better for this thing. But I, I kind of want to just, like, remember it and just, like, play around with it. Because it'd be interesting to kind of have this yeah. weird, like, space witch yeah. thing yeah. going on. Horror. Definitely something yeah. we haven't seen before. That's for, for sure. sure. Alright, so Jacob takes this win this week. Ooh. Um... I, we're not going to do a pitch unless we want to, and we can read yours, I guess, for next week for happy hour, since you'll be gone. Yeah, you guys pick. Um, I'd be happy to write one. If, so we might if do a pitch. We want to do it. we got to figure out what that pitch is. Um, and then after that is... I don't know what the pitch will be either, so we'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, Jacob takes this one. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Three witches on the school. They love the teachers and the glutons. I laughed after the races. And you go to the school and I'm frog and white. Witch, 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 was the witch of Matt Frey's fridge. There are a school with three witches. The witches. The witch. Witch. Witch.